Blog Talk Radio. Happy Game Day Sunday. We have survived and made it to week 13 in the NFC North. I'm your host, Cass, of Football Fan Rush Radio. I have the co-host, Mike, of Football Fan Rush Radio on the line. Good morning, Mike. What's going on? Uh, I have to attack the statement that you just made, talking about we have survived and made it to week 13. The only yeah. two people you can talk about have survived is me, you, and the fans, because these football teams haven't survived the daggone thing. They are okay, injured, so injured, injured, and did well, I you know, that's, that's a little, that's, you know, that's, that's a little emotional for us. So, so we've made it. We've made it because, you know, in my like, if I, if I wasn't a diehard fan of my team, I would have just failed. So, like, after game four, like, uh, you're not really serious. But, you know, this has been an emotional roller coaster even for you as a Bears fan. So, come on. Man. Let's, let's, we can jump right in and start with the game that happened on that, that very faithful turkey day a few days ago. And what the heck was that? I, you know what? Um, See what I happened really, was, and I don't need you to start I, don't I, need you I starting with more, stuff like that. I had more, a little bit more faith in the backers than what I saw. I wasn't exactly sure what I was seeing after um, – I'll say midway through the second quarter, like they came out like, yeah, we're going to do this, and, you know, jumped out to early lead. I looked up, and it was 10-3, and I'm like, oh, okay. So the mm-hmm. minus Aaron Rodgers, actually came to play football, and that was that was about it. It wasn't much to say after that. I don't know. Oh, I mean, it seemed like the – the whole football team, offense and defense, kept looking at Aaron Rodgers like, don't you really want to get out there? Forget what the doctor said. Come on, come on, come on out there with us. It, it was – I mean, literally, it was the first game where you couldn't say that the the Lions leaned on uh, leaned on Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson had a Calvin Johnson game, but I swear, Joy Bell, Reggie Bush, Reggie everybody Bush, was running right. the ball. We can keep going. I mean, everybody felt yeah. like Reggie and, Bush caught a ball that I swear was like the perfect wide receiver catch. And I, and I don't know if that was more on Reggie Bush running that route or was that on Matt Stafford's beautiful pass because that was just – And, and, and the, the, the sad thing was when I was looking at the score when it was finally 10-10, and I looked at how many total yards the Lions actually had. I was like, okay, so why isn't this a blowout? Apparently they hurt me because that's what happened right after that. Like, the, the Lions had, like, two games worth of yardage. Like, it was it was ridiculous. I could not believe what I was watching, and I couldn't move. I didn't know if it was, like, a game or a comedy show. Like, they're playing, right? They're going to, like, actually play sometime in here. They think are going to come back at the, the line. No, they're not. Okay, not on this play, but the next drive. The next drive, the Packers are going to come back. So I just, and, I was shocked. And then and, Matt and, Flynn. And, and all the cries for Matt Flynn, I was just, man. <laughs> Matt Flynn, 
uh, has a new girlfriend. His name is the the the, the sports turf because he he hung out with the sports turf all day. Boy, they is Nick Fairley, Dominican Sue, uh, the ghost in the oh backfield. Oh my god! When, when, <laughs> they when, they introduced him through, to his new wife. When he broke through the O line to to get at to get at him for the safety, I was like, "This is oh my god." I, I thought he was about I'm to so rip his like, head I just, off. I wanted somebody to like just blow the whistle, like stop this. Yeah, okay, you want like stop? Yeah. I don't do this anymore. <laughs> like, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that like, come bad. Come on, you ain't got to like, do this. Okay, it's, it's over. Okay, Lions win. Like I just knew somebody was gonna just don't do this to them. Like it was, it was definitely a joy for Lions fans. Couldn't have been better for the Lions team as a whole, considering Man. you know their coaching staff was called. Scumbags leading up to the game, but that wow! Well, I, I don't know what was worse: how well, bad the Lions beat up on the Packers' offense, or how bad the Lions' offense beat up on the Packers' defense. It was just—it was a massacre, and I hate to say this, but every Bears fan was praying that the Packers won on Thursday because with the Packers winning, that gave the Bears a fighting chance. Now it forced the Bears to have to keep up. Oh, well, we're going to get into that in a minute. But good gosh, that game was just sickening. It it was heartbreaking, and I'm definitely not a Packers fan, but it was was heartbreaking just just being sports-minded. Researching, following everything, NFC North, being at the games, you know, media. It, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking because we know what we've seen from the Packers. This was like a Packers team from, I don't know where. Like you just wouldn't think that. Uh, Nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty eight. I don't know what you want to call it. All I know is I don't. It was. It was. Turkey Day. Has well, well. Hey, it was Turkey Day, and you know what? The Lions won. Well, that was the first Detroit win in what nine, ten years on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I mean, no. What I was looking at was the fact that okay. first win against the Packers. So, um, you know, so. it was Turkey Day, and everybody want to go kick it with family. You got to take your shower. You got to make sure you're ready. You got to go do your family thing. I was sitting there thinking, all right, this this Lions Packers game gonna throw my schedule off all day. It's just gonna throw me off. Well, after that game got out of hand, I was able to take my shower <laughs> and just go sit in the car, listen to. It. I was like, oh gosh, this is over with. I I, I got to where I was gonna be with family. family. It, 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 it was, it was, it was just a little high. I, I I just knew I did not believe that the Packers would win. I'm just being honest, but I just thought I would see a lot more fight. It also I also was able to pay attention to Eddie Lacy. Of course, you know that's one of my favorite rookies. But I do when I was able to watch him, it's like okay, he's he's explosive and he's exciting, but he's going to have to learn a little bit more, especially. And like, the Lions said no to him to, that day too. Yeah, because they were able to read him like a book. They, you know, they like were like, mm-hmm, okay, you're cute, you're cute on any other day, not today. So it was just like wow, like they were just like picked open. It, it was crazy. I it was almost like they a, were daring. 
Matt Flynn to hand him the ball. I'm like, yeah, hand him the ball. We'll see what happens. Hand him the ball. We're going to absorb and, him. And the, into and the Lions still made a lot of mistakes. There were a lot more turnovers initially for the Lions and the Packers. It was, it was oh, my gosh, it was a happy Thanksgiving. Um, but, like I said, the Lions did get a win out of that, which, we hadn't seen in a very, very long time. So congrats to them, but the Packers have some work to do because Aaron Rodgers can't. And, and God bless him that if if he is the nucleus that has done what he's done to get the Packers this far with all the injuries and, and trades and, and everything that's happened, God bless the man. But goodness, now you guys know that it can't rest all on him. But that's that's something pretty powerful with him out, like they didn't miss a beat with Clay Matthews out. They, they're missing everything. They're missing balls, start times, snaps. They don't know what's going on with our Aaron Rodgers. Wow. That's, huh. Wow. So, yeah, go Lions. And I'm sorry, Bears fans. I know Bears fans really wanted some type of fluke in the game or to see what they saw against the Lions Steelers and the Lions Bucks match up, but uh, the but Lions, no. I mean, the Bears would have needed like nine or ten flukes, not one fluke. <laughs> I mean, literally, so after, just... that first half was almost like it was a close game, almost. That second half. It was. I thought it was going to be it was, the second it was a half after break. the second quarter. Like, cool. I didn't say that they was uh, – the Lions were leading by the end of the second quarter, but the, the Packers – Still could have come back after the second quarter. That third quarter, it was uh, it was like why did I didn't even want them to play the fourth quarter. I didn't even. Know. I was I was serious. Like I was not being funny. I didn't want somebody to come out there and be like, no, no, stop it, no, stop it, stop it, stop. Nick fairly sit down. Like stop it, stop. It's okay. It's over. One. Wow. People look at Nick Fairley as the guy that literally is a great fat guy, and he is. But they couldn't run near Nick Fairley either. It's like, if you thought you were coming near me, he did the old, oh, my goodness, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, come here thing. He's like, you're not running past me. Come here. And literally, in time I can sue, it was literally like he had a lion's head on and was trying to bite people's heads off. I mean, they were just—they oh. were just ready. They—they they, they I mean, just—they came out ready. For, and, for, and, and, and to be honest, the lions had to though. I mean, when you watch their play against the Steelers and they didn't take advantage of that matchup, and then I don't want to see—I don't want to believe that any team, but I don't want to believe that any team walks in and takes another team for granted just based on their record because no matter what the record is, every team comes to play hard. But it sort of initially looked like they were like, oh, it's the Bucks, And then when they realized the Bucks were coming for them, it was almost a little too late for them to regroup and just – I mean, a W is a W and an L is an L. There are some lucky teams with, with decent records. There are some teams like how we were puzzled with the Steelers at the beginning of the season that have all the right elements on paper, and then they get out on the field, and you're like, what the – it's going to come around one day, right? So you can't – go out there as a team and ever take any other team for granted, no matter what their record says. And the sad thing is those could be the teams that keep you 
out of out of the playoffs. What do they have to lose? Like, what do the Bucks have to lose? Nothing. But that's damaging for teams that are fighting for playoff spots. Totally different mindset when it was time to play the Packers. They were like, this is not going to be game three when this happens. And they proved that on Thanksgiving. Uh, if man, that didn't uh, send a message, I don't know what did. Man, that game was all about, okay, you called us dirty all week. And I didn't see a dirty play happen. I saw pure NFC Central. That was not NFC North football. That was NFC Central football, the black and blue division. We going to break you, football. And they didn't have to play dirty. If they were some dirty moves, it was it was under it was under the tackles where we couldn't see. That was just pure. We coming to get you football. It really, yeah. So it, with that, I'm quite sure quite a few people felt the way that we are, and I've got quite a few friends that are Packers fans, and they they didn't have any words. Like literally, they were texting me. They weren't even tweeting me anymore. They were like, "Please don't judge us." It was just one game. I mean, what can you say behind <laughs> that? There is nothing you can I, say. I, I told them, I was like, I, and I won't because I don't even understand what happened. Like, I, I, I can't. I, I mean, it was, it was a bad game. It was, it was just a bad game. We just didn't expect to see that from the Packers. In all honesty, yes, I know the Packers are a different team with Aaron Rodgers, but the way the Lions played, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would have been enough the other day. They're a different team completely. But the way the Lions came to play, I literally don't know if it would have been. I know it would have been a much closer yeah, game. Yeah, because they were they, they, they were redeeming themselves. So yeah, I, I, they they came and redeemed themselves. They were like, oh no, I mean, this the is way, not going to be right. The way they came out, they was like, no, this is not going down. I would have liked Aaron Rodgers to have been there, so it could have been a battle and worth watching. But. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I won't say I wanted the Packers to win. I'll say I needed the Packers to win because, boy, this this battle today for the Bears, we are going up against Adrian Peterson. Yes. <laughs> the Bears have the thirty-first ranked run defense in football. This is ridiculous. What part? of Bears defense is 31st ranked in the NFL history. That is not something the Bears – I mean, literally the way they're playing run defense, I will take the 1988-88 replacement players right now. Wow, that's saying a lot. I mean, our team is not stopping anybody. Now, I will give Yay. it to the fact that, yes, I will give it to the fact that Henry Melton is out for the season – I will give it to the fact that uh, Corey Wooten is not a defensive uh, defensive lineman, a defensive tackle. He's a defensive end. I will give it to the fact that Jay Ratliff still hasn't played. Stephen Pyatt has been out, uh, out with turf toe. Well, we have not had – we've lost multiple defensive tackles to season-ending injuries and ones that have not been season-ending have been we they've just been out of the game. Yes, this is all true. But mm-hmm. if that's not all that we've lost. We lost Jonathan Bostick at the end of last game. We lost DJ Williams. Our linebackers aren't even helping. 
because they're not just getting up three or four yards. They're not getting five or six yards just getting to the linebackers. They're gashing their bears for nine, 10, 12, and 15-yard plays. They are gashing the bears. Worst-ranked run defense in the NFL. Even in these past few years, the Bears did not make the playoffs. What did they do? They had a top five, many times top three ranked run defense. People, I mean, most teams were afraid of Adrian Peterson. The Bears could contain him. I'm not going to say they could stop him, but they could contain him. Okay, wait till it's my turn. Keep going. No, they weren't, because they definitely weren't stopping him. They were containing him. I'm sick of the wait. Keep going. Uh, and we don't have our players out there that are good at the ball punch. Peanut is gone. And literally, that was our saving grace. Even when Adrian Peterson would gas you, he might gas you, but we go get that ball. Well, we don't even have that out there. I am so happy. So okay, so now now I wait a minute. I'm not finished. Major wrong. Yes, I'm referring to him as major wrong. I I I couldn't be. I was happy when he was out. Uh, when he he became questionable for today's game because of the hamstring injury. Yes, Craig Stelz is not a great player, but man, I just feel like Craig Stelz does not make bonehead plays like Major wrong. Uh, oh, gosh. Then who else? Chris Conti. He has – how does – how does, he's the safety. He's the free safety. How does he end up behind the player on every play? If you're the safety, you're supposed to be 10 yards back so no one can get behind you. He's running and chasing players down. He should already – oh, gosh. I just hope and pray Phil Emery can do for the defense what he did for the offense. Well, now it's your turn. Even before I'm probably not going to like anything teams. you say, but I will probably have to agree with most of it. You know, with you saying everything that you did say about the Bears and what we've watched, and we have watched season injuries. We watch the IR list for for the Bears consistently grow, even leading up to today's game. So, what do you think has honestly propelled them to where they're looking at, at, at their number two in the division? Like something. Even what has kept them afloat? What has kept them afloat? I can tell you without because hesitation. It is not. I think it was very dozen luck, but. Go ahead. Yeah, that's very dust and luck, but <laughs> beyond that, it wasn't any player on the field. It was it was this guy named Mark Tressman. He has kept a calm, a calm demeanor. Jay Cutler went down. Okay, Josh McCown get up. Uh, Matt Forte get hurt. Well, we will run some some short route plays, and literally because it has not been the defense. It has been the offense. And even with one of my favorite players whining every week in Brandon Marshall, mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey has come to play every week. 
And I swear, if he continues on an upward climb in the next two years, the Bears will have the strongest receiving core in the NFL. And right now we have the strongest Based on what we're seeing today, just if, if based on what we're, we're seeing today. No, 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 no. We already position. have the strongest receiving core because the Atlanta receivers have been injured. I'm saying if Alshon Jeffrey continues on an upward climb, we will be able to, I believe as a Bears fan, that we will be able to take Julio Jones and, and Roddy White. Okay, so we we're, we're going we're to swing back around to that before the end of the show and also before we talk about the, the Alabama-Auburn game because we know that the Bears are going to lose some people. So getting back to this matchup, of course, my life on the personal side is everything purple and gold. I am a diehard Vikings fan. I am not a diehard Christian Ponder fan, but Christian starting. Yay. Um, but I do. I, we, we talked earlier when we were doing research for the show. Yes, Adrian Peterson is a key in every game. And if he gets loose today against the Bears defense, he has a Bears can kind of call it one. Yeah, and I'm expecting him. I'm definitely expecting to see him get loose. I'm expecting the O-line to honestly be able to create a lot more holes for for all day to get out. I mean, it's it's, it's obvious. I mean, the, the Bears are injured, and they're here. They're they're there are quite a few injuries on the Vikings team as well. I mean, it it hasn't been a great season for the Vikings from injuries to how they started out the gate to quarterback issues to the, the third down defense. I I don't you know it's it's been a lot. It's it's been. An up and down merry-go-round battle for them. This is not what they thought they they would be producing for the 2013 season, and it's not us as fans. And and then take away the fact that I'm a fan, and when I watch as a as sports media, it's it's a shock to me. Just like the Steelers were shocked, but yet they come out every game and they try to play through it and they pull it together. So I actually see that happening. I actually see the defense getting a Josh McCown today. I mean. Mm. Literally, I have all the same. But see, that, I'm not worried about that. I, I see that. them I, getting. I see them getting at them. I'm hoping to see the Vikings with a lot more takeaways. I, I miss Winfield for this. Winfield sort of kind of had that that peanut Tillman feel. Like, yeah, the other team is gonna get a, a turnover. He's he's gonna pick a ball off. He's gonna grab a pick six. He he's going to intercept. He was just so fast and so good. He he was amazing, and he's a, he is a very big loss at that position for the Vikings, and the Vikings are still struggling to try to fill that hole. I do love what I'm seeing, though, and I'm not even going to say like, I love what I'm seeing from Xavier Rose. Like, that's wow. For him to be a rookie, so as he grows and develops, he is going to be a beast at his position. Is is almost a, He comes and he plays hard. You know, he's working a few things out, quite a few penalties going his way, and yes, he was out you know, the last game he had to go out of the game with the concussion, but I love the physical play and the contact that I see from him. He's not waiting always he's not always waiting for 
his opponent to catch the ball before he makes the stop. He's he, you know he's he's, he's breaking really on the ball. He, he is, and, and I'm I'm enjoying seeing that there are some things the secondary does need help. So that's something that needs to be worked on. I do like what I see from Sendejo as well. When Sendejo is on ten, like he's he's the same way. He's breaking on the ball. So they're having quite a few growing pains. The biggest area that the pain is in though is at their quarterback position. They did go get Josh Freeman. There are quite a few people who want to know why Josh Freeman has yet to really, really play a game. And like I told you before, I don't discredit Josh Freeman at all. But if he was a baseball player, oh, dude, dude would be like the bomb. Because his arm is phenomenal. And he just he, he's just going to put the ball right there. I, I just see... I just see Josh Freeman being a center fielder and throwing someone out at the plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd have been an amazing baseball player. He'd be like, dude, how many awards you're gonna get? But he really needs to work on his position. He's got an amazing. His arm is is phenomenal. If you ever want to put somebody in, maybe that Hail Mary. Two seconds left. We're gonna get this ball in the end zone. Yeah, he 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 will be the one. His arm is awesome, but his accuracy is not. And uh, I mean, I can't even talk- like even when the Bulls had the three headed monster with Luke Longley. I can't even call the QB situation that. It, it is what it is for the rest of the season. It was very painful to watch. As a fan and as a lover of football, it was extremely painful to watch, but. They have to make the best of it. There are some great weapons on the team offensively. I mean, I, I do want to see more completions to Jennings, definitely to Patterson. Lo- I'm loving, you know, when they are able to get the tight end open and nobody's expecting it. So if the Vikings come out and they look at everything, that every area that they've struggled in and they look at where the Bears are ailing and failing at, they can definitely get this victory, of which the Lions are probably sitting at home with bags of chips with Viking shirts on right now. But I do believe that the Vikings can pull it out. And I, I honestly believe that all day is going to get loose. He, he's going to get loose. And if he does, mm, and I do see that defensive front getting at, at McCown. I do. I don't, I and don't that's see the, one part I, the Bears I O-line to, holding them. While I do believe the defense will get to McCown, I am less worried about that than if I would be if Jay Cutler was in the game. The greatest thing about McCown, and I still prefer Jay Cutler to McCown. It's his country accent. I love it. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh Don't get me wrong. But the greatest asset that uh, Josh McCown does is he doesn't make boneheaded plays. If he knows his arms uh, limit. So what he would do yeah, is if the defense is coming at him, first thing he will try to do is he will try to throw it away. But he will look at times when I can't throw this away. I will eat this ball and swallow it for Thanksgiving dinner and Thanksgiving leftovers, and they will sack me. They will sack me. And he will let them sack him, and he will like, man, I will have a bad rushing uh, number for today but I'm still going to have zero interceptions. And he's, that was the he's one a thing. a great backup that, to have. He, he yes, really he is. is. He's, he, he's going to – he's going – and one of the things that I don't know if other quarterbacks 
backups do, I don't know how well they study. He knows the playbook backwards and forwards, so the moment he's in the game, whatever the offensive coordinator calls, he's not questioning what to do with the ball. I can't say that. I feel that way with other backup QBs. I mean, a lot of Bears fans, and I was one of them. I was like, why do we let mm-hmm. go of Jason Campbell? Well, Jason Campbell got in the game behind Zay Cutler a couple of years ago, and oh, yeah, didn't do a thing. It yeah. looks horrible. I was excited. We got a we got a real quarterback as a backup. Oh yeah, we are good. It didn't look like he knew anything in the playbook. Now it didn't help that the playbook looked horrible, but it still didn't look like he knew what he was doing. Now don't get me wrong, I do believe Jason Campbell would do better under Mark Tressler's system, but you can tell McCown is in that playbook. Now it might be the fact that he was a high school coach. He understood as a coach. When you don't do this, you need you need to be prepared. And people talk about, well, he was only a high school coach. Well, the greatest thing was he was a high school coach. He knows high school players have limitations that exactly. NFL players don't he, have. And because they have limitations, he understands his own limitations. It just he's, he's a very good. Um, he's a very good. He's a, fact, if, if there were awards. If there were an award for backup quarterback of the year, I believe McCown would win it. I believe there's no competition for backup QB of the year. Now, that is being said, we don't know so, what this so game that, is going to so look Nick like. Nick Foles just couldn't get that award. So Nick Foles wouldn't get I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You, you, that, that might be a dollar. You might be right. You might yeah, be right it might be. It just might I, be. Okay, I, 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 was I, I, I forgot Nick Foles was the backup. Was the backup right? <laughs> exactly. I forgot he was the backup. I I really did. Nick, you just made you just pulled my uh, football card. <laughs> you just pulled my football <laughs> card. Oh man! So um, so when we when we sit back and look at this matchup, honestly, um, I think out the gates. I definitely believe that the Vikings are going to do their best to start fast, just to score early, to get points on the board early, to try to create a lead. I need mm-hmm. them to hold on to the lead. What happened in that Packers game, there was no way that the Vikings should have lost that game. That that, that made no sense. It, that will not, not necessarily lost. That's another thing that the to Bears fans need to be afraid of. That's another thing. Bears fans should be very afraid of the fact that Vikings players have a bad taste in their mouth from that game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that, that definitely, that, that should have happened. So, of course, um, on my end, before I get back out here, but on my end, I'm definitely going with the Vikings. I do, and it's not just simply because I am a fan. Just looking at, at everything, knowing where they want to be, um, how they want to attack the Bears and, and taking advantage of all the Bears' misfortunes and disadvantages. And, of course, all day gets loose. If AP gets loose, it's, it's been one. And I don't know if the Bears' O-line is actually ready for the Vikings. See, I literally think you can compare the Vikings to the last few years with the Bears in that, Leslie Frazier seems to be a great defensive quarter, uh, defensive coach. Leslie Frazier has his defense prepared. 
And Leslie Frazier, Ron Rivera, Lovey Smith, Tony Dungy. That's the coaching tree for your behind. Um, all I know is they are prepared, and it's not going to be a simple task. They are going in there. They are going to attack every person's hamstring, knee, ankle, and the Bears are going to have well, to literally. Like, they're all, like, hurt anyway, so I don't even know if they still feel pain. Like, I think they have to, like, fall out and be dying to be taken <laughs> off the field. As far as uh, the boy. Like they, I swear. I mean, I even just trying buying. to keep forty-six men. And I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's, literally, it's if you could buy stock, if you could buy stock in icy hot and Ben Gay and Asper Cream just for the area of those players where they live, <laughs> I would buy stock yeah. in those areas because boy, the pain that they're in. Uh, I would buy stock in Advil and in Tylenol and Bear. <laughs> the pain is the whole place again. I, I really but, do think the Vikings can pull it off. I, I do. I, they could have pulled it off. I, I literally. Also had me scratching my head watching the Lions game, and I had to tweet that, like, really, so the Vikings couldn't beat them. Okay. It's it, uh, Okay, no man, we can, we, I'm no going to pick the Bears, you're going to pick the Vikings. I am. Right. I mean, I don't battle right. Right. Okay. We know one game we have to get to, but let's save that for last. Let's talk about college football as a whole. Oh, my God. And thank we can start with Northern Illinois. In Northern Illinois, oh, their QB broke the record for a QB in one game with 321 rushing yards. That what was is that? A, and I knew. Uh, that, is a, that is a NFL running back record. <laughs> that was that crazy. And literally, they still pulled him out the game early. They early, him yeah. Out the game early. <laughs> Just thinking they the left him in. What in the world? Like when people started tweeting and talking about is he a Heisman contender? I'm like, what? This is NIU. Like, what? Right. Wow. I mean, <laughs> are you serious? Really? Like, like he can go to New York. But he was he he'd be number five maybe. So I don't even consider the person that would be the fifth spot in New York a contender. But then he goes out there and rushes for 321 yards. You cannot ignore that. You can't, yeah, that, yeah, you, that, that, yeah, you can't ignore that at all. So, I mean, good job. It was, there was so many games. Like, this was, like, an amazing week of football for me, especially on the college level. San Jose versus Fresno State. Fresno State, yes. Oh, gosh. I mean, because that NIU, Fresno State, that's affecting the BCS on what that final team will be. Gosh, and, and and then you talk about Michigan and Ohio State. Oh my God, I'm that was, an Ohio a, that State was a household battle, right? And, and my family all went to Michigan minus me. Yeah, that was an in-house battle that day because my uh, aunt is married to a Ohio fan, so I think there was some bloodshed in our house that day. I, really I swear that, that that I know it's a rivalry game because I said it last week. In a rivalry game, 
you could almost throw the records out. But good gosh, it's just, to choose to go for the two point conversion. Oh my gosh! And then you talk about South Carolina and Clemson. That was a good game. Yeah, that was a good game. Like I was open and, to, I was very impartial, but that was a really good game. And then Missouri against Texas A and M. I didn't understand Missouri. Into the Auburn Alabama game, who saw coming into this season Missouri and Auburn being in the SEC championship? They yeah, were both I, I in was, last uh, place last year. Last year, yes. Their combined SEC record combined was two and fourteen last season. And the the finish of the day, the finish of the year. I, 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 and let me and let me and, and, and just yeah, that was definitely of the year. It wasn't even of the day. Because it might be of the decade. Two new puppies. I've got two new puppies, and I've got my dog, and I'm, I'm home. Those are my gifts, and, and I'm trying to write different blogs for different sites, and I'm all over the place. Like, I look like happy, fun time, puppy city stockbroker. I've got, like, 50 screens open, looking up stats. And I just happened to focus on the last four minutes of the game. I'm like, okay, I've been watching, but I haven't. So I sit there, and I'm focusing, and... I'm like, oh man, this this is this was over. This is a pretty good game. Mm-mm. No, that because last I was thinking, oh, I'll take the dog out. And I just happened to sit there just another two minutes, and wow. And I'm like, man. when I saw the kids warming up, I was just like, oh, is this they're really? Oh, is this what they're gonna? Before that even happened, I thought that was brazen by the. Auburn coaching staff to say, we're not even going to throw the ball. We're going to continue to run, and we're going to continue to run, and we're going to burn this clock. They were confident. They said, we're going to run. And, yeah, the, 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 the clock will stop every once in a while when we get a first down. We're going to run. We gonna, if you want this clock to stop, you're going to have to burn a timeout. And then I'll play uh, uh, an option play that turned into a great touchdown. So that tied it up, 28 all. Right. Then, then you're you're you you're running, and it's only 32 seconds left on the clock. He goes out of uh, he gets the ball with seven seconds left, and it goes out of bounds. We think the clock is dead. Now I'm sure there are tons of people wishing that Nick Saban did not argue for that one second back. While he's arguing for the one second back, the commentators are talking about, yeah, he's going to go for a Hail Mary play. And I'm thinking that's the smartest play because if he doesn't get it, it goes dead. And I'm a Bears fan. So Mm -hmm. I've seen Devin Hester run back a missed field goal. I've seen it happen. And but then in the background, you see the kicker warming up. I'm like, they're talking about uh, Hail Mary. Kicker is warming up. Is this just to set up a decoy? Is he warming up because he assumes he's going in? The coach hasn't told him he's go- he's not going in, and then he goes in. 
and that kick never looked good to me. It never looked good. <laughs> and as he got the ball, I, you could hear them saying, there's no athletes in the game. They're not going to catch him. And he went, I mean, in Devin Hester's heyday, he looked like he was too fast for everybody. I mean, his speed just looked fast. This dude didn't even look like he was running hard. He turned and saw, these fat guys can't catch me. Well, I don't even have to run hard. He had escorts going into the end zone with blockers. After they got into the end zone, they tackled him because they were excited. His his teammates were on the sideline in shock, like, did he just do that? Yeah, I, and, I thank goodness for the oh DVR. And, and I'm if sorry you, that my you puppy can didn't make it outside on time, but... You could get on. You could get on YouTube and watch the reactions of Auburn fans I mean, just, and just, Alabama just, oh, fans. I didn't even want to see like people are so notorious for oh losing team struggle face. I was like, please don't do that to them because nobody like I. I don't even think I said a word. I think I let out a sigh. Like, huh? like what? What? It was, like, I was like, what? <laughs> That was like that was in my opinion, that was play of the year. Like what was that? I think I, mean, I, I literally, literally had to when they they showed that play so many times on ESPN last night, when they got to the top ten on Sports Center, anybody that didn't know what the number one play was gonna be was not a sports fan. You didn't even have to see it live. If you saw the replay, you knew what was gonna be the number one play. <laughs> it was Oh, it was it, it, yeah. It was a, it was a shock. It it was a shock. It it, it was definitely a shock. Oh my goodness! It, it, like it, I don't even I think people like people didn't even like communicate in in more than three words. And then I, let's I, add I, to I, it the ripple effect of the BCS standings by the end of tonight. Yeah. I'm looking forward oh, to seeing. Wow. I mean, because the projections are the simple yes. There's CBS has projected, ESPN has projected, uh, the Bleacher Report has projected. All three of them have projected basically the same thing. Florida State one, Ohio State two, Auburn three, Missouri four, and Alabama five. That's projections. And that would be the simple thing. Well, will anybody be surprised if Auburn jumps over Ohio State and gets the number two spot? Will anybody be surprised um, if Ohio State drops and it reads Florida State, Auburn, Missouri, then Ohio State, then Alabama? Literally, regardless of what the, the rankings come out at the end of today, that's not the end. Because still, Missouri still has to play Auburn next week. Ohio State is going to have its biggest test against Michigan State next week. Then, the only thing that, the only thing that people expect to happen is Florida State to beat Duke in the ACC championship. 
that's the only thing that everybody just can is just writing in. Of course, of but course, you, you know, I'm expecting, um, yeah, that happens. My whole and house everyone is, is expecting. Wanna, you can pencil in Florida State to be the number one, but no I, one I'm, knows what's going. Uh, mathematically, I am still a possibility. That. Just imagine. No. Just imagine. Well, I don't want to. I no. Are you going against Just imagine. Just imagine. No, I'm not going to say imagine Florida State loses. I'm not going to say that. Imagine if, imagine if Missouri beat Auburn and uh, Ohio State lost to Michigan State. Then you're going to have tons of people in the country arguing for Alabama versus Missouri, who should be that number two spot. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it literally happened a few years ago when there was a rematch between Alabama and LSU because of the only loss that season to Alabama was to LSU, and then Alabama ended up winning in the BCS championship. And and I can argue that's the same thing I felt should have happened in 2006 between Michigan versus Ohio State because the only game Michigan had um, Michigan had lost that whole year was to the number one team in the land of Ohio State, and that's when they allowed Florida to jump over Michigan. So it's still a possibility Alabama could still end up back in that number one, I mean, excuse me, that number two spot. They're not getting back to the number one spot. Florida State owns that number one spot, and it would have thank to. Thank you. Okay, would have, thank you for saying that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would take it would take 19 miracles for Duke to beat Florida State. I'm sorry, but the two through five, regardless of what happens at the end of today, will not be decided until next week. This is BCS standings. Oh my goodness! I am normally not this big of a college football fan, but this week. This week, if you are a sports fan, you you better have watched some college football because if you didn't, you missed out. Yeah, it was it was yeah, it was cool. It, I I really it enjoyed was, it. I, I yes, man. I haven't had a week off in forever, so this was the best for me as a football fan on all levels. I mean, even even high school, even local high school for me, I just got all into the whole Mount Carmel. Like the, yeah, I I just. It was great. Uh, and, and you want to talk about Mount Carmel? Um, and I see where the QB, uh-huh. the QB from uh, Northern Illinois came from. Oh, that is. Huh? We can. The QB from Northern Illinois that ran for 321 yards. The QB from Northern Illinois that ran for 321 yards. Is a Mount, Mount Carmel product. is a high school machine for 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 college. Oh my God! And that's the uh, whole Donna the show. We're gonna focus on high school. Yeah, true. Um, so we're gonna I mean, focus literally. on that and a whole other show because there are quite a few. I mean, here, Florida, Texas, there are quite a few high schools that you look at some I mean, of those games. You have to make like it's not a high school. Like, oh my gosh. So I mean, yeah, that's definitely going to be a show. I would love to feature high school players. I would like, love for us to. I would love for us to talk about high schools outside of the main three. The main three are Florida, Texas, and California. Uh, 
there are a lot of people that come out of Illinois and Ohio and Virginia and and Michigan, and there are some players that just come there out of There are, Alabama. I mean, there, there are. There, there are. So, yeah, I think we should. Yeah. I think we should dedicate a whole show to it. I think that would be like really, really awesome because it helps people, especially people that aren't into college football. It kind of helps them start to identify a lot of these states that are cranking out these amazing players, the programs they come from, and where they end up and why, and then where they go from there, even on the professional level. So, I, I, oh, I like and, that. oh, and just so you know, over the next few weeks, fans of Football Fan Rush Radio. We have some very mm-hmm. special shows coming up. One we just came up with with the idea of talking about other states and cities for yeah, uh, high school to college products. We have one coming up for the Christmas special. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am so looking forward to it. We're it's gonna have completely some very interactive. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We, we have some special guests that we're going to invite to join us for that one. I, I I wish we could do it today and every day until Christmas. It was, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be it fun. Is. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of laughs. We we it's have special shows. At, we won't always do on the specials. Sometimes it'll be fifteen minutes, a half hour, and sometimes forty five minutes. But the specials will be give you a little something to wet your whistle during the middle of the week when you're craving some football talk, and it yes. doesn't necessarily have to be just about the games at hand. So we do, we yeah, this this is going to be a lot of fun during the week um, leading up to even Thursday Night Football. So stay tuned. We will give the details out. We will tweet them. We will have them on Facebook, our website, everything. So with that being said, as we wrap up, since we've touched college football, which was a joy for me, be at home and watch all week. Going back to today's matchup, NFC North, Bears, and Vikings Century, Murph. I do want to go over how important, yeah, and I got your pick, but why this is important <laughs> in the NFC North as far as this race for first place, because there's, there's still a race. There is still a race. Yeah, and, it's and an what's embarrassing it, race. To the Lions, if, if the Bears win or lose today. I mean, if the if the Lions witness the Bears losing today, they can put some distance between themselves because it will it will mathematically be a one game uh, spread between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But virtually, it will be a two game. The Bears cannot end up with a tie with the the Lions. The Bears have to have a better record than the Lions. The Bears need the Lions to lose, and the Bears need to win out. Now, no one would expect that, but no. the Bears need to lo- the Bears need the Lions to lose more games than the Bears win. It just it is this the Lions did the best thing they could possibly do for by themselves by it? winning Thursday's game. Yeah, for Packers. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said it, earlier it, in the show, I do believe that they have like purple and gold flags and noisemakers because that that would be just a, a, another push 
for the Lions to just finish the season strong and take first place in the NFC North. You know, we're from a, a, a serious division. Like, every division is highly competitive, but what goes on in the NFC North between the teams and the fans should have police involved, but it, we make it. Very, How very, we make it? Very I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either because it's. Um, I've been to over the last ten years. There's not a stadium that I haven't been in. There are not games. There are not rivalries that I haven't been a part of. What goes on in this division is serious, and it's still it's still a battle. Like this is, I mean, this is a fight to the finish. It's not even a, a wait to see who wins. It's it's, it's that tough of a, of a fight. This is so literally what happens. Our, our, this is, uh, this the, is a battle. This is called the NFC North, but it will forever be the NFC Central to me. And the NFC Central yeah. was known for it, it will forever be known Black for if you win, if you win, you're gonna regret having to come play against me. You're gonna go home in pain. And I literally believe the Vikings have been living that mantra this year. The Vikings have made the conscious decision, if we have a losing record, we're going to make these teams regret that they played us. I mean, this has been more than this year with them. Another Vikings player that I miss dearly was E.J. Henderson. I, <laughs> what, what he did to people, I just, I just want to run out there and ask the other person, like, are you okay? Do you need water? He was amazing are you okay? to watch. Are you okay? Are you okay? You okay? You okay? He was amazing to watch. And so that's what we're used to seeing. So watching other divisions is nice and it's fun. And I think when we watch other divisions, like, we actually get to watch, like, real football. When we watch our division, it's like the end of the game. Ball? It's like the whole we sideline We watch we watching Nick Martial Arts, We gotta go get the kicker out the stand. Someone threw him up there. Like it's just it's nuts when you watch. It's it's crazy. So you are now down to your last two minutes because I have a game to you know be a part of. So you've got two minutes to break down what's left of the NFC North because we've already got one game out the way and what's what, yeah. what left is there's no break down. We, we spent 15 minutes breaking it down. My pick is for the Bears. Your pick is for the Vikings. I would rather spend this two minutes talking about what I think the BCS should look like at the end of today. Unfortunately, what I think it should look like could also be known as chalk because I think it should be Florida State at one, Ohio State at two. And I believe you can almost throw out the Michigan record because that was a rivalry game. Michigan came mm-hmm. to play. I I, mm-hmm. I literally agree with Nick Saban that the best team didn't win yesterday, but, hey, Auburn came to play, so they are number three. Missouri should be four, and five should be Alabama. And regardless of who wins the, the BCS this year, I still would say, bar none, SEC is the best division, I mean, excuse me, best conference in college football. Because even if we just look at Missouri, Missouri, Alabama, and Auburn, we can't forget about South Carolina. We can't forget about Texas A&M. We can't forget about Ole Miss. And they're even bringing up the rear. They're bringing up the rear teams, put a hurting on everybody else. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I'm a Bears fan, 
So, Phil Emery, start drafting from the SEC. Please draft from the SEC. <laughs> look, at, <laughs> look at these people and draft them because <laughs> they come in ready to play. They play pro-style offenses and defenses. This is not about the spread out of the SEC. They come in ready to kill you. I mean, <laughs> draft from the SEC. And I say that without hesitation. Did I mention draft from the SEC? And that's All right, my and so with that, <laughs> he's going to put that on his shirt. So with that, we definitely want to thank you guys for tuning in to another awesome week of Football Fan Last Radio. We've got some awesome fans, great tweets. I'm going back outside to hang out even longer, and, and Mike's going to find some Bears fans to try to root against me, but no. So, this is your host, Ken, Bears fans wear Bears gear on Sundays even if they don't go to the game. They They represent. Okay, Sometimes we have to represent without going to the game because we can't we can't uh, bring ourselves to watch the madness that's on the field, aka uh, Major Wrong and Chris Conti. Ah, but 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 today has been a good one for you, so you should have joined me. So that's it from my side. Mike, you done? I'm done. I'm done. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Football Fan Rush Radio again this week. And if you missed most of the show and you're coming in at the end, log in to Blog Talk Radio, and you can find Football Fan Rush Radio to hear the entire show. I'm Kaz, this is your co-host Mike, and happy game day Sunday.